Welcome to the Marcus Schreier Podcast. I'm your host, Marcus Schreier. Hey guys, welcome to the Marcus Schreier Podcast. Today we're going to talk about a really awesome and actually I think one of my favorite topics to get into, which is the vestibular system and balance. I honestly think that the vestibular system was probably one of the most, yeah, just like eye-opening things for me when I got into neurology. Because I remember back in Germany, I worked with a client and um, she basically, and that was kind of like before my whole neuro time. Like that was before I really got into like the, the weeds and like the, the deepness of neurology. Like that was really at the beginning when I still was very much so focused on, you know, like biomechanics and uh, nutrition and like all of these things, which I'm still, you know, I'm still big on these topics too. But um, back then I didn't really have a clue uh, about neurology. And I remember she was actually a client that I worked with and like she had a car accident and she told me that like after the car accident, she basically just had all these symptoms like vertigo, um, you know, like she basically sat on a couch and like everything was kind of like moving. And that's what kind of like really got me started in the whole, you know, like vestibular field because I was like, okay, I want to help that person, but I can't because I don't have a, <laughs> I don't have a clue what I'm going to do with her. And that's when I, again, really just decided to learn everything that I could find about the vestibular system and like, you know, how to train it and how to improve it and, and all of these things. And, you know, and did that with that client. And back then it was just so eye opening to me. And I was like, why are, why are, why is nobody talking about this? Like, why is nobody talking about vestibular function? Why is nobody talking about the vestibular system? Yes. We talk a lot about it. Uh, you know, like when it comes to concussions and car accidents and all of these things, which is an important topic and like an important area to get into because like oftentimes you will see a lot of vestibular and like balance issues and vertigo in these, um, you know, types of people. But at the same time, I was like, okay, balance is something that, you know, like every athlete needs. And I work a lot with athletes. So I was like, are we like, why are we not like incorporating some of these techniques and like some of these, these methods actually in a more like performance based setting? Because it's, it's used a lot in like rehab, but why in the world are athletes, you know, just training their balance on a BOSU ball? Like, why are we not including, you know, like some of these more specific head rotations and things like that? Um, into a training program. And that's when I kind of like, you know, just started um, experimenting with it. And um, I, I saw really, really awesome improvements with some of my athletes. So um, that was kind of like <laughs> a little bit of an introduction, how I got into the whole vestibular field and like into the whole neuro field. Um, so today we're going to talk about um, just basically what is the vestibular system, because some of you might have heard of this word, but like you don't really know what it is. Uh, so we're going to dive deeply into that. We're going to talk about the function. We're going to talk uh, briefly about the anatomy. Um, then like some of the more interesting connections that 
just came out in the last few years in neuroscience research. When it comes to the vestibular system, you will see some really interesting connections between, for example, the vestibular system and hormones or the vestibular system and autism. We're also obviously going to talk about the vestibular system when it comes to performance, because I think that's also, again, one of the most important things for an athlete to actually consider when uh, you know, like the athlete really wants to unlock their truest potential. Um, because we're so focused always on, you know, like muscles and, you know, sprinting speed and like trying to, you know, like help people run faster, jump higher. But the vestibular system plays a crucial role here, which is really something we shouldn't underestimate. All right. So let's get into it. What is the vestibular system? The vestibular system is basically a system that manages our balance and manages gravity and it sits in our inner ear. Okay. We have one on the right, one on the left. And this vestibular system is in constant communication with our brain, telling our brain where we are in space. So it's also deeply connected to proprioception, which is also something that I always talk about in my seminars that vestibular function, proprioception kind of like always go hand in hand somehow. Um, so it tells us, okay, like, are we moving? Are we in motion? And, you know, like, where am I in space? So that's basically the, the function of the vestibular system. And again, we have this little tiny organ in our inner ear. And basically we have this, these different canals in the vestibular system called a semicircular canals that measure head rotations both in like a rotational manner and also linear. So like going forward and backwards. We also have um, the otolith organs, which deal more with things like linear movements, um, vertical movements, um, which is all really important. Again, when we move through the world, when we're walking, when we're sprinting, when we're jumping. So our vestibular system kind of like always tells our brain where we are and like what's happening um, in relationship to gravity. Okay. So that's kind of like the function of the vestibular system. So what you can see in a lot of people is that they have issues with that communication between the vestibular system and the brain. So like, let's say, for example, the right side of the vestibular system is not sending enough signals to the brain telling us what's happening, you know, like on that right side or like what's actually happening um, in terms of like uh, reality. Okay. So like in a perfect, in a perfect scenario, the right side of the vestibular system and the left side of the vestibular system should send equal signals to the brain. And then let's say, for example, when we rotate our head to the right, that's when the right side of the vestibular system send, should send more signals to the brain about what's happening with my head turning. Okay. And here's the thing. Some people, specifically, you know, like people with balance issues or vestibular issues, um, you will see that they will turn like, like they will just be perfectly neutral and one side is firing more than the other, which can create a lot of anxiety, a lot of stress to the system, okay? So that is like what we could consider um, vestibular disorders, okay? Like, well, like really like vestibular problems. And this is something, you know, like you could, you could train it, you can improve it, 
Um, you, can, you can address it. Please, again, if you think you have a problem with that, you should talk to an expert um, in that field. And yeah, that's basically what can happen when the vestibular system doesn't really fire the way it should fire, right? And me, like, of course, I work, I have worked and like, I'm still working with clients and athletes that, you know, like have more like severe problems with the vestibular system, but also say I'm working with a, with an athlete that doesn't have any balance problems or maybe even a, an individual that says, Hey, I actually have a really good balance. Um, I will still address their vestibular system. And the reason why is because the vestibular system, in my opinion, it is one of the single most important things when it comes to surviving and actually making the brain feel safe. Why? Because one of the biggest fears of humankind is the fear of falling. Okay. So whenever the brain senses that there is something off in terms of the communication between our vestibular system and the brain, the brain will always be on higher alert. And when the brain is on higher alert, which means the amygdala and like, you know, all these different threat and fear centers in the brain, when they light up, that will affect our whole body in terms of stress, in terms of muscle tension, in terms of pain, in terms of sleep. Like all of these things are so deeply intertwined and interconnected. That's why it's really important to address the vestibular system, even if you don't have balance issues. Okay. So I think that's always something that I really, really want to make sure that people understand is that you don't only need to work on the vestibular system if you have balance issues. In my opinion, the vestibular system is something that everyone should you know, address or at least train or, you know, like at least in some way, shape or form, there needs to be a certain level of um, awareness around the vestibular system. Okay. So, and that's again, true for overall health, but specifically true for certain conditions. So there actually was a really interesting study done. Um, I think it was in 2023, and it was actually, or in 2022, one of both, it was actually done in uh, autism, okay? And I actually pulled up the study right here. And um, what they basically found with, with autism was they found a very uh, clear connection between vestibular problems, so like balance problems, and autism, okay? And... It was actually really interesting because the study stated at the end that they were like the vestibular system or like balance problems, vestibular problems are often completely unrecognized and like underdiagnosed. Okay. So like if you know somebody or like if you maybe have a child or maybe if you're somebody that, you know, um, knows somebody that has some issues with autism that might be something to actually consider, all right? So because like, that's, again, something when you look at autism, I mean, that's a topic for another episode. Um, but if you look at autism, oftentimes it's like just these heightened levels of anxiety um, that, you know, will build up. And at the same time, oftentimes, you know, uh, it's, it's really just that, you know, like that fear of falling again that will 
leave people oftentimes paralyzed in terms of like what they can actually do. Also, like their like you know level of activity um, will decrease oftentimes, which then also can transfer negatively over to the vestibular function because like obviously when we don't move, we don't like if you don't use it, you lose it, right? So that's one really interesting thing. There was also a really interesting study about hormones and um, vestibular function, which was also super fascinating. Uh, so we have all these different, um, you know, like receptors in our vestibular system for different hormones, uh, vasopressin, estrogen, testosterone, adrenaline. Um, and the researchers are not yet sure, like how it exactly intertwines, but there is definitely a very strong correlation between people, um, with balance problems and hormonal dysregulations. Okay. So if you're working with clients that have these issues, um, oftentimes females, then you might want to also really focus on the vestibular system. Okay. So, yeah, so there is definitely a lot of interesting topics to talk about when we're talking about the vestibular system. Um, when we look at vestibular function and sports performance, I think that's also something that is so important to consider because if you think about it, let's say you want to sprint fast, like you're working with a sprinter and you want to help that sprinter run even faster and you're doing all the, you know, like sprinting drills and you're doing all the strength training and like all the stuff that you think is really good for that athlete. But let's say that athlete had a concussion or could also be just like a hit to the head and one vestibular system took a hit and then one vestibular system never really got, you know, quote unquote rehabilitated or never really, you know, like got addressed. That can lead that athlete with, some underlying problems, which will then actually decrease his performance. And the reason why is because the vestibular system, specifically the utricle, which is a specific part of the vestibular system, will measure our linear movements. Okay. So specifically when you're sprinting, you're sprinting in a straight line. So that specific part of the vestibular system senses how fast you're moving. So again, now, when you think about the, the goals of the brain, the goals of the brain is not, okay, I want to help you break your new record. The brain's goal is I want to keep you safe. So what the brain is going to do is the brain will put on the brakes when it doesn't feel safe. So what you could see with that athlete is that that athlete probably will just, you know, like have limited performance limited speed because the vestibular system says, I don't like you going that fast. And that is, again, all a protection mechanism, okay? And that is why when I've worked with athletes and you're doing some, you know, like vestibular training with them and you just really address, okay, like maybe I want to work on more on that side you guide them through like really specific assessments and it gets really complicated. But when you're able to do that, it's, incredible like the amount of results you can gain with athletes and it's it's really really cool to see because like i've worked with you know like olympic athletes i've worked with like the highest level athletes and like even with them it's like something that usually nobody has ever addressed with them 
And of course, they maybe had like, you know, like a sprinting coach or like a technique coach, strength and conditioning coach. They never had somebody that actually addressed the nervous system aspect, which again, it's, it's just really, really cool um, to, to fill that hole oftentimes with them, right? So, yeah, so that's basically, you know, like the importance of the vestibular system, both for health. Again, it's, it's, it's really important for survival, but then it's also really, really important for performance, which also, again, comes back to surviving, which is always what I say um, that, you know, like our brain is more interested in keeping us alive and keeping us safe versus um, performance, right? So how can you train the vestibular system? Again, I personally don't like to give out general recommendations, specifically when it comes to vestibular training, just because like there's a lot of people that, you know, like can get dizzy from it. They can have like, you know, some adverse effects. That's why I personally don't like to give out general recommendations when it comes to vestibular training. Um, and I usually really like guide my clients and guide my athletes through specific assessments to just figure out, okay, like what specific parts of the vestibular system do we want to address? Um, and also like, you know, like what dose can we use? Like it, it gets really, again, in depth and like very complicated, but just like, let's say you're perfectly healthy and like everything's good. One thing that you can do is you can stand, for example, on one leg, which is still something that I make people do. Um, you stand on one leg, you can, for example, use your non-dominant leg, let's say your left leg, and you just look at a tiny little target in the distance. And while you keep the focus on that target, you just start moving your head left and right. So right now I'm actually looking here at a target on my wall and I'm just moving my head left and right. Okay. And that will actually stimulate for the vestibulo-ocular reflex, which basically just allows me to keep my um, focus on a target while I'm moving my head, which is also, again, a really important reflex for athletes and just overall um, survival. Okay. So that's kind of like how, like one simple thing that you can do. For example, also, um, you want to stimulate more of like the vertical areas um, that like measure per vertical movements of the vestibular system. You can, for example, do the same thing. I really like to use the eyes. You focus on a target and then while you're focusing on that target, you just jump up and down. Okay. You just jump up and down, like you don't have to jump super high, it can just like be like tiny little bounces. And that actually, and this is something that I think is really cool that you can try out, try out how deep you can squat, then you do that drill, and then you retest. And that has probably a lot to do with the vestibular system, probably has something to do again with proprioception. But that's again, I think proprioception and vestibular function all like a lot of times go hand in hand. That's why I really address them oftentimes together. Um, but that's, you know, just like two easy things that you can try out. You can experiment with them, with your athletes, for yourself, in the gym. Again, uh, it, it's really, really, really important to, um, to not neglect this really important system. And yeah, if you want to learn more about the vestibular system, and this was just basically like the tip of the iceberg, um, if you really want to know how to assess the vestibular system, how to pick specific drills, you definitely want to join our next two-day online event. We're going to have um, our next event in October, October 28th and 29th. It's going to be a two-day event, live event, where we're going to talk about all things neurotraining, not just the vestibular system. We're also going to talk about the, the visual system, the proprioceptive, the proprioceptive system, um, 
also like breathing and movement and like, you know, how the brain controls mobility, how you can basically improve someone's mobility, how you can improve someone's um, strength, muscle tension, whatever it is that you want to improve with your clients for going to address all of it in that two day course. And we actually have a really good offer right now going on for you guys. Since you're uh, loyal listeners of the podcast, if you use code brain 100, you're actually going to get $100 off for the course. All right. So really juicy discount. Um, it's only going to be one ninety nine for two full days. It's going to be 10 hours of learning. So, you definitely want to join that if you're into neurology and if you want to learn more about nurturing. All right. So yeah, I really hope this was helpful. Um, again, don't neglect that vestibular system. I, I think really it's, it's, it's one of the most underrated aspects when it comes to health and performance. It's not just for people that, you know, like have been concussed in my opinion, if you think about it, how many times you've hit your head in your life, Every single one of these hits could have eventually affected your brain in any some like in, in some way, shape, or form. So like I think it's really, really important to um again just be aware and just you know like train the vestibular system. And not to mention that. Let's talk quickly about the the Bosu ball. Okay. Because like a lot of people always think, okay. Like that's the ultimate way to train balance. And, you know, I've made some fun about the Bosu ball. Please don't take it that <laughs> serious. Some people took it super serious. I made a post one day about, you know, like why you should only use the Bosu ball for like picnic and uh, like as a picnic table when you flip it around. Um, but so here's the thing. If you look at the, if you look at the data, if you look at the research, there's definitely data that the Bosu ball can work. All right. So I'm not debating that the Bosu ball can be a tool, can be used. It's good for proprioception. It can help for vestibular function. But the problem is that I see with the Bosu ball, first of all, it has, in my opinion, not that big of a transfer over to real life, uh, so to a real life scenario. Why? Because you're very rarely on an unstable surface. And if you really understand biomechanics and neurology, you know that we need to teach our brain a certain connection, a certain a certain relationship to gravity. So when I'm training somebody on an unstable surface, that part is kind of like missing, right? I'm not saying it's always necessary, okay? Like if you're working with an older client and that's all you can do with them, that's perfectly fine. There's data, again, it can help ankle proprioception and things like that. It's all good. But again, when you're looking at, you know, like all of these different connections between joints, between the ankle, the tibia, the knee, the pelvis, that's in my opinion, when training on a stable surface while including head rotations, in my opinion, is the ultimate way of training balance. Um, and that's, again, not to say that the bolsable never works. I just personally don't use it. Um, I've honestly never really used it for my clients just because like I said, I, I'm more focused on really addressing it more at like a deeper under understanding or like a deeper level. Um, and you know, that's, that's kind of like my, my thought pattern behind it. Again, if you want to use it, you can use it. Um, but I, I personally am not the biggest fan of the Bosu ball, um, just because of that. But you know, everyone has their own style of training. 
And if you want to use it, that's perfectly fine. Like it's totally up to you. You can even do the bolster ball with some head rotations. Again, if you want to do that, that's cool. Um, I personally just don't uh, use it that much. Okay, so that's our episode. I hope this was helpful. And um, yeah, if you have any questions, let me know. Please uh, give us a review here on uh, for the for the podcast. And um, yeah, I will see you all in the next episode.